stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Interesting piece, uh, Vice Canada, looking at, at a, a figure who became fairly prominent on, on you know, the far right scene. Someone who uh, became notorious uh, as a leader of the Heritage Front uh, and so fairly influential in the white supremacist and neo-Nazi movement. And, and these individuals do exist. And we've been hearing more lately about some of these individuals and these groups. I mean, the, the other side of it, though, is whatever it is that they're doing that we hear about, you know, engaging in, in protests or doing other more nefarious things, perhaps. They do still have lives. And for a lot of them, they do still have nine to five jobs that they go to. So it raises an interesting question, I guess. Does somebody who espouses views like this, I mean, do they still have a right to earn a living? And do their employers maybe have a right to know what it is they're engaged in? Look, if somebody is good at their job and they're not causing any trouble on the work site, maybe it doesn't matter or it shouldn't matter. But at the same time, what about people who work in that environment? Do you have a right to know? If you're, say, Jewish... And your workplace employs uh, a notorious and vehement anti-Semite. Do you have a right to know about that? Does that maybe make your workplace and what you're going to every day uncomfortable or maybe even dangerous? So a lot of interesting questions this raises. So this is an investigation into a guy named Mark Lemire. And you might remember him as well. He was at the center of a fairly high-profile court case regarding the legislation around Canadian, the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. So it was a fairly prominent free speech case. Mark Lemire has apparently been working in the IT department of the city of Hamilton for over a decade. One former city councilor who is black says that he feels he was put in danger by Mark Lemire's employment. Joining us to talk about his scoop is Mac Lamero, senior reporter with Vice Canada, Vice.com. Mac, thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Rob. Thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, Mark Lemire has been uh, fairly uh, influential uh, on the far right, uh, and he was at the center of this this high-profile court case. What, what else do we need to know about this guy, though? So, Mark Lemire, he's one of Canada's probably most influential racists of the last 25 years. Uh, he was the leader of the Heritage Front, the last leader from about 2000 to 2005 uh, when it died. Uh, and the Heritage Front, if you're not familiar with it, was this group of neo-Nazis, um, it's got a long, weird history of one of the founders was a CSIS agent. Right. But um, it was what the government described as Canada's most prominent white supremacist organization in the 90s. And pretty much what one anti-racist researcher told me, um, the most influential, important group uh, within racism in Canada since the Klan of the 30s. So he was the final leader of that. And then on top of that, he was also a groundbreaker in regards to kind of leading the Canadian and North American far right onto the Internet. He was one of the first to actually get them online. Um, think of Stormfront. He was just a little after that uh, by creating kind of online message boards in the 90s for white supremacists uh, and sites that they were able to share their propaganda. And then, as you mentioned, he got into kind of a prorated, a prorated fight with the CHRC. But he's was what was described to me as one of the more influential and high-profile racists of the last 25 years within Canada. Uh, and, and he's tight with a few others. Uh, Paul Fromm mm-hmm. is a name people might know. In fact, yeah. Paul Fromm has, has appeared at, at 
rallies here in Calgary alongside the notorious uh, Aryan Guard. Paul Fromm is a pretty well-known and notorious neo-Nazi himself. Yeah, there it's the far right within Canada, especially in this kind of waning period within the 2000s, was a small group kind of keeping it going. And that, yeah, as you know, Paul Fromm kind of mentored the Aryan Brotherhood and the uh, Blood and Honor, which kind of grew from there. So he, all of those figures that you're going to think of, they all kind of intermix and they all kind of pat each other on the back. Uh, they all tried to kind of turn themselves into free speech martyrs, you would say, mm-hmm. um, through all these fights with Richard Warman and the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. All right. So, I mean, in the meantime, you know, the, these mm-hmm. people do have day jobs, I, yeah. <laughs> I guess. And we, we kind of overlook that that aspect of their lives. So, uh, Paul, uh, or rather, Mark Lemire, we're talking about here now. Mm-hmm. So you made the, the discovery that he's been working for the city of Hamilton for a number of years. He's been working. Uh, so essentially what my story outlines is that Mark Lemire was uh, what one source told me uh, was hired in 2005, which is when he was actually still the leader of the Heritage Front. Uh, and he's been working as a network analyst for the city of Hamilton since then uh, and is still currently an employee there unless, um, you know, they got rid of him regarding this piece, but the city of Hamilton won't talk to me. Um, So the thing that's really interesting here, um, as we're going to be discussing in regards to these people, of course, they need to live their lives, is that he had access, back access, to a lot of the private information of city employees and that's kind of where you might draw the line in regards to whether it should be known that this guy is an open white nationalist white supremacist right Mm -hmm. what do we know about whether the city of hamilton knew about this or knew the extent of this well the city of hamilton won't speak to me they're saying that this is essentially uh hr matter and they won't talk in regards to their employees personal lives and their beliefs, which is actually, you know, one of pretty fair points. Um, but so what I do know, and take from this what you will, is that there was a lot of weird things around Mark Lemire's employment. Um, when I called him, unlike most people who their answering machine would be their name and their title, it was just his extension number. Um, he was kept off, you know, email directories and automated phone lines. Um and some people have said that they've actually stopped issuing work charts because he was there. Uh, all, that was just a source telling me that. So it sounds like some people may have known about him and his background. But again, they're not commenting on it. So I can't say definitively what was known. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matthew Green, and we mentioned his name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. how, did, how does he fit into this story? So Matthew Green was Hamilton's first ever uh, person of color elected to the city council there. Uh, He actually just quit, so he's very recent, just quit to run in the federal election for the NDP. Um, And he kind of ran on a social justice campaign. He is everything that the Heritage Front essentially would have hated back in their heyday. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So he worked in a capacity as a city councillor where people would come to him as whistleblowers and they would come to him through his email and he had a lot of sensitive information is is the term that I will use uh, within, you know, things that you think are going to be kept private. Uh, But when you have somebody that has ties to white supremacist organization and neo-Nazis having back access to a person of color city councillor who is trying to... um, you know, attack systematic racism within Hamilton, I would be nervous if I was him as well in regards to if maybe this guy took a look at what was there. 
Yeah, and that's that's the dilemma here because you see yeah. the, the, where there's the potential for that kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. But if he was, you know, if he was willing to be uh, on his best behavior at work and not yep. engage in any of that, is there cause to fire him? I I think the best thing for this is they, we have to leave it up to the city of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a interesting and huge question of do we want to start firing people for their political beliefs um i think it also has to be kind of a case-by-case basis um in regards to this lemire did have access to sensitive data he's never he hasn't been active for some years but he's never essentially recanted his beliefs he's never apologized for what he's done and kind of what he spouted out there um so as far as we know he still holds them and it's yeah, it's such an interesting question. I would, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn on that because, I, like, I mean, I think people have a right to to earn a living, and if they're mm-hmm. they're not causing problems on on the job site, if they're able to competently do their job, um, you know, maybe they should be able to. I think at the same time, though, mm-hmm. employers have some rights too, and if they don't want to associate with somebody and in, in their views, I, I think they should be free to exercise that right. If, if an organization doesn't want a notorious white supremacist working for them, I mean, that's their decision too. So I, I see both sides of that. And also, I mean, there's the question of somebody who's forced to work in that environment, uh, right? You know, mm-hmm. someone who's a visible minority having to work next to Mark Lemire every single day, don't they deserve to know? And what kind of a situation does it put them in? Yeah, and I've had actually people from the city of Hamilton reaching out to me today being... This is how they learned about this. And this is not the way you want to learn about this. You don't want to learn about it in a 2,000-word article in Vice, kind of being like your coworker is a neo-Nazi. Um, and it's, it, it does feel unfair to them, but it, do we want to start, you know, legislating what people believe is a very big question, and it's a very difficult one. Um, I think right now it's going to be interesting to see how the city of Hamilton um, response to this. And, and I do really want to say I have no evidence that Mark Lemire used his data for any sort of nefarious purposes. Right. I, I would just like, like to reiterate that. Yeah. Um, and, but one thing I can say is I tried to contact him on the day we published. So I tried to contact him today and his extension wasn't, uh, wasn't there. His email was still working, but his, his extension was down. So, I have no idea what the city is going to do, and they're not commenting on it, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Well, they may have to at some point now that it's mm-hmm. out there. Uh, Moreadvice.com. Mac, always appreciate it. Thanks for making some time for us here. Yeah, always fun to talk to you. All right, likewise. Take care. Mac Lamaru, senior reporter with Vice Canada. Uh, some interesting updates on uh, someone who, who had kind of faded into the background, but for a while was a pretty notorious figure on the um, far right, the white nationalist and supremacist scene in Canada. So if he's able to, to work as an IT expert... Is there any issue with the city of Hamilton employing him? Certainly doesn't send a good message to the city that somebody who espouses these views or is involved in groups like the Heritage Front, uh, that we're helping to to pay his bills, keeping him gainfully employed. But what's also interesting is that it was really hard to gather that information. You know, typically people who work for the city or for the province or for the federal government, you know, they show up in the uh, online directory that, that these governments have. And so his name wasn't in any of that. But it almost comes across as though the city of Hamilton realized that, okay, this guy's a bit of a bad apple. We don't really want people knowing that he works here, but he doesn't cause any trouble, so we can't really fire him. So how long has the city of Hamilton known? Were they attempting to kind of keep that information secret? 
974-8255 is our number, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.